Welcome, everybody, to episode 180 of the 2 on 3 podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. You should follow us at 2 on 3 pod on Twitter, and you can send us email at holla, holla. at 2 on 3 pod.com. You know how much we love to hear from you. I'm Chris, and you can find me struggling with my political career at CD Villasenor <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> and with me is not Ty, but the uh, half of the uh, half of the hosting team of How Was Your Week, Honey, and half of the hosting team of Our Liner Notes, Canada's Coolest Dad, Chris Meyer. Chris, hello. hello. How you doing? <laughs> it's good. Good, to, good. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, you know, it's uh, Ty's on vacation. Again, right. or doing something. I don't know. I don't know. I'm here, though. <laughs> and so am I. That's all that matters. I feel like I need a vacation right about now. But, uh, oh. but yeah. Well, we've got a good show today. So we're going to talk. Um, we're going to talk about a lot of different things tonight. We're talk about summertime, since it's rapidly coming to another, a close again. Like, it happens so fast these days. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the summer games in Tokyo. Not Tokyo. By the way, my, my wife who speaks Japanese is always just like, it's not Tokyo. <laughs> Tokyo. I'll right. apologize in advance. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been doing yelled at about it for almost two weeks now. And then um, and then we're gonna play uh, and then we're gonna describe some movies in the most adoring way possible. Uh, I always sneak in dad jokes of the week when Ty's not around, and in the O time in the overtime we'll talk about something, I'm sure. But just to start out, now you are the host of, of, of two regular weekly shows. Correct. Yeah. Because, um, and How Was Your Week, Honey, is the one you do with your wife, your lovely wife, Kristen. Yeah, it's a and, couple's and, podcast that we do together. We just, we started that like, I don't know, four, four to five years ago. We're at, we're at episode 235. How about that? And, <laughs> 235 uh, is a lot of episodes. It is. But you know what? For us, it isn't really about... Um, I mean, we appreciate the followers. We love the interaction. You know, we love hearing from you guys, you know, through that show. Um, but as, as much as it is a show, it's just a date night for the two of us to get together. We hang out and chat. We just happen to record it and let everyone else hear it. Yeah. No, that's funny. I mean, Ty and I started this in the same sort of way. Like, we didn't hang out at the bar anymore. So we just sort of brought the bar in here home. and then... <laughs> brought it home and then you know and then and then recorded it right and yeah. then uh you have um our liner notes which is a little more regular now but before it was it sort of was sporadic a little bit right yeah it it started as a hobby that i actually started the podcast with my uncle and the the original premise of the show well it's twofold one it was I felt like no one was into albums anymore so i kind of wanted to do a music show based around albums but i think more than that I had lost touch with music. I used to work in a music department. Music was my life. I was in bands and all that. And then I moved and then I had children and I got married and all those wonderful things. And I didn't pay attention at all. And so I was looking for an avenue to get back into it. So I thought, well, why don't I talk about the music that I know? And then hopefully through that, you know, I'll, I'll discover some new stuff, which certainly happened. As to your point as, uh, of it being sporadic, I lost my co-host early. Like, you know, it's... Uh, the one thing about what we do is it's great that you and Ty are in the same time zone, let alone the mm -hmm. same city, so that you know you can make it work for your schedule. My hosts, until I got mad about a year ago, they all lived on the East Coast. So we were trying to, well, 6 o'clock for me is 9 o'clock for you, etc. And then it's too late, plus kids. And yeah, it's, it's just a scheduling nightmare. Right, right. So then Matt 
Matt picked up with you and you guys have been doing. You guys, <laughs> you know, it's funny because the amount of hip hop that shows up in your in your podcast these days is 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 very high. It's a very high level of hip hop that shows up, and it's funny that you know two white guy dads love hip hop so much but it's pretty awesome so well, well it's that. worse i know nothing and <laughs> i i think i i angered your co-host ty when i said yeah um biggie and tupac's about the time when i checked out he's like that's the worst take on hip-hop i've ever heard <laughs> <laughs> i've always been i've always sort of just dabbled in hip-hop well if it bubbled up if it became popular enough it caught my it caught my sure. ear the uh i don't know if you uh you caught it this week, but there was this amazing. <laughs> so I don't know the, the Megan the Stallion is doing performances. Yeah. Um, but she has a, a, a you know a, an American Sign Language interpreter doing 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 WAP. I mean, she. I mean, they have yeah. someone on staff on the side of the stage, like doing sign language as for you know to for hear for hearing assistance. Right, and and the sign language version of WAP is maybe my favorite version of it entirely. It's my amazing. imagination is going crazy with what kind of hand gestures oh, I, would be happening for that song. Now, does the interpreter also do like? Is she doing any um, twerking or any of the moves yeah. along with it, or is it just strictly hand motion? <laughs> no, hundred percent. She's into the performance. She's as much of the performance as anybody. And I and you can find this. It's very it's very very easy to find on Twitter or social media or whatever. Um, but if you look for WAP sign language. This woman comes up and she's amazing. I would just, I would just watch her the entire time if I was at this concert. I'd be like, "Oh, Megan's fine, whatever." <laughs> I'm, I'm more interested in the sign language version of all these songs, and apparently, it's not uncommon because you know, because uh, people on this thread started posting, you know, sign, you know, hearing assistance for hip hop, and these people just kill it. They're the nice. They're amazing. So. Maybe I should, you know, I just want, I'm, I'm into, I'm, now I'm going to be like deep diving videos of like <laughs> sign language interpreters doing hip hop. Is there a pecking order? I wonder like how, how quality you are at doing this, you know, your capabilities, how quick, you, how, how your musicality of your emotions, you know, is, is there like, this is the guy or girl that you want if, if you're going to hire right. one of these. But they're obviously rehearsed. I mean, they are, yeah. they're 100%. Like they did. This is not the first time they're hearing these songs. They're uh, they're pretty amazing. <laughs> awesome. But watching her work as hard as she does made me realize how like tired I am. I mean, this is so. I did I did make mention of my political career, yes. and and it, it's been fun, but it's been very tiring. You have to, and if you're a slight introvert, like people don't realize that maybe I'm slightly introverted because I don't come across that way. But there's a lot of sitting around not talking for days that happens in between the talking. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a lot of... It's the a, recharge time. Right, right. My wife's always funny. She's like, people are always like, God, you know, how was it like to live with him? It's, he talks a lot. He's so funny. She's like, no, nah, he didn't talk at home. <laughs> he, he doesn't say anything. He just wanders around the house. He doesn't talk. He doesn't anything. <laughs> so, um, so being a politician, even like a local low-end politician, has been very draining on me. And it was city councilor, correct? That's what it you were is. City for? council. I was running for city council. Um, I had to run in a primary because there were three people. Okay. And and I realized that even though I think that from a like 
I did it. There was a candidate forum and I thought I was the strongest person in that. And, but it really comes down to in a small town is how many people, you know, and there's a reason that the city council is full of retired people because retired people have been living in this town a long time. Like if you're 65 years old, if you're 15 years older than I am or more, like you've had a chance to meet a lot more people. And, and that reflected in my, and that reflected in my, my primary performance. I think I got 17 or 18% of the votes. Not not particularly good. Yeah. Not for a first timer for just to jump in and try to, but you know, I think that's the, the thing you realize is that if you're going to really try to do this at some point, you have to jump in and you have to make as big a splash as you can. And if it's not a very big splash, you have to, you know, jump back in again and keep splashing around until, People get used to seeing your name or hearing your voice or doing that kind of stuff. So that was going to be my next question. Do you think you'll you'll try again? I will. And there's a couple of things. So there's recently a city council member um, uh, vacated their spot. Um, that person is moving out of the area to take care of an ailing parent. So they had to vacate their spot. So there's an open. So I actually applied today for that open position, which there will be some sort of process by which you might, the, the the city council has to vote you on to the, for, and at this point it would be like a, the remaining, the remaining, the remaining tenure, right? Which is another two years. Okay. So maybe I, maybe I backdoor in (laughs) through an appointment, (laughs) but who knows? But you know, again, I think I'll, I, I think I continue to do it. I think that I learned a lot and I'd hate to sort of, I'd hate to throw it away, right? I'd hate yeah. to throw away any of the learning that happened or the connections that I've made. And also, that in a weird way, you don't want your kids to see you just sort of like try, come up short, and then just dump it. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> like part of me wants to say, you know what? It's a, it's a process. Like I And it's not a process that I have to live every day. Right. So even if in the next two years when the, when, the, when the next round of seats comes up, if I jump back in, again, splash around some more. I mean, my, my budget wasn't huge. (laughs) It's it's like a hundred signs and like, you know, 300 flyers, which it's, you know, equates to about $650 campaign spend. Yeah. No corporate financing. No, I'm, I'm so, I'm not, I'm not giving into self, uh, you know, to special interest, Chris. Right. I'm not, yeah, I'm, I'm self-funding. Well, you, you've started something because once my wife heard your episode where you discussed how you basically said, that your wife kept you on track, right? She was as much your campaign manager, you know, yeah. as, as anything. Yeah. And and the light bulb went off for her because she's like, my wife, one of the things that she used to say in job interviews to get the job is she, she would say, I'm going to be mayor of the city someday. And she's always had a keen interest in politics and has always fancied a run of, of her own at some point. But as she says, she's way too emotional for it. She's like, I, I can't toe the line and say the right thing. It's going to get heated, and I'm going to blow myself out of the water before I even get started. She says, but, but you, you. But you. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that. You know, I don't know if there's a bit of a Manchurian candidate scenario, but you know, she basically said, I'll run your campaign, but I want you to run. You get out there. You say the right things, and I can make this happen. Listen, you're a congenial handsome small business owner you are right you are absolutely like the sweet spot for this 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 game like yeah you should you you should you should figure it out 
Like again, it's you know it's all about sort of starting small, and she did she love it. She yeah. would love to do. She would love to do all the sort of. And my wife does too. She like she loved reading my stuff, like critique, you know, breaking down my thing, you know, my like you know all my points and like just being part of it because she does she does PR for a living. Yeah, okay. So she's she's got a very keen eye for the, you know where it's like that's not your message. <laughs> it's like, okay, what, it's like, what, what should my message be, hon? Anyway, but yeah, but after after all that sort of, ex, ex, you know, expending all that sort of social energy, mm. like, man, I'm just tired. I just, I'm just, and plus, you know, going into the office again and just all these little things. I'm just like, I'm ready to, I'm ready to be done with it. But let's start the show because, you know, th- at this point, you know, we're just like, hey, let's just keep the, uh, keep the good times rolling. Let's do it. All right, segment number one. So in segment number one, we're just going to talk about summer. And um, I grew up in a little town okay. in Illinois. So my summers were mostly just doing nothing, like wandering around. Yeah. And, and, and I, think I've let my, <laughs> I think I've let my kids kind of do that this summer for the first time in a long time because they're too old for camp. Okay. Like they don't need to be watched. You know, so it's not like they're, you know, ten and six anymore, and we have to go into work and all that stuff. It's like they've 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 sort of been able to to do their own thing, and I've actually enjoyed it. <laughs> I bet my daughter got a driver's license, so right. which has been which has been great. I mean, at the first I'd worry like as she was driving around because you know Seattle's kind of a big place. I mean, she she's been going like places, and <laughs> and. uh but that's been a real blessing. Like, I don't worry about her. Like, today today she said, well, she had to go to, um, marching band is starting for high school. So she had to go to, she's part of marching band leadership. So she had to go to this thing. And then she went to her friend's house for like three hours afterwards. And she was wondering, like, why we weren't calling and asking where she was. <laughs> it's like, I don't care who you are, apparently. <laughs> and then my son is just, you know, he's got his Discord friends and... You know, he just sort of wanders around the house like in his pajamas all day, <laughs> and I just like it's it's great. I mean, it feels like summer. Like I, I, you know, like how did you spend your summers growing up? So when I was a kid, I often my dad would get two weeks of holidays, and we would always come out to where I live now. That's how I know about this area. We mm-hmm. would we'd spend a couple of weeks out here. We'd we'd either camp or as they got a little more wealth shall we say then they they'd rent a cabin or like a resort room on a lake so we'd fish we'd boat we'd ski that was our summer and then otherwise when we were at home it was just like you said i was on my bike around the neighborhood with my buddies doing whatever it is that young kids do until it got dark and you had to come home i mean that right i think that was the co- of, of our age group that is probably the most common story for for summers was like get out do your thing and then you're home for the, your whatever meal and bedtime. <laughs> right, right. The, and I contrast that with your kids. How do your kids spend the summer? So <laughs> my kids are a little bit younger. So I've got a 12 and an 8. And uh, they're doing the camps. Now, the older one is starting to get to a place where like, when she is free, her friend will call her up and she'll be like, Dad, we're going to walk down or bike down or whatever to to the coffee shop or, you know, the donut place, whatever it is. And she can go hang out with her friend. I'm like, OK, we'll see you be home by four or, you know, whatever it is. My youngest mm. is, is a lot like your son. She's just got into Roblox. 
So now she sort of wanders around the house playing Roblox. I will say, though, with that game, what's good for her is her cousins and other friends are on it. So it is sort of a little meeting place where she can kind of hang out with their friends without me having to, like, drop her off, pick her up or or have people in my house. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. That was the the best thing about, like, my growing up in small town. We would just sort of migrate from place to place, right? You just end up. Like a bunch of you would end up at your buddy's house and then that group would like tear that place up like locust and then move to the next place and then tear it up and then move to the next place and like tear it up. That was just like, it's just, it was like, you're like taken over by like this roving gang of, you know, 12 year old stinky 12 year old boys, you know, on BMX bikes and they eat all your food and then they move to the next house essentially every Perfect. day. <laughs> <laughs> like stock up on potato chips because they're coming around but the uh but I, I think that that that's the part that again we, we miss about like living in living in a city like this they, the kids just don't do that especially in covid time so yeah. you know that's an extra that's an extra challenge you know for them for sure right well my city's only thirty five thousand people so we're pretty mm-hmm. small so you oh, know, you can definitely I, be the mayor of 35,000 person. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it could happen. We'll see. I, I think so. But the, the problem with moving to the resort valley of the country, like basically from the middle of the country all the way to the West Coast, they come here to vacation. Like we live in the resort area. So for us, our summer really is just an endless stream of family and visitors. That That's oh. now my new summer is who's coming next. Now, again, with COVID, that ceased for a year and a half. But just this last week, it's picked up again. My sister's in town. My wife's sister was in town. They're coming back next week. We actually, thank God we're doing this recording because I got to say to um, my wife's cousin and her family, I have a heart out at nine o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I could be here for you. That's, that's uh, I'm, I'm very happy now. So it's 33,000 proper, but does it swell? It must swell up then. Like you get, you get, I would say we probably get another 20,000 people. Like, uh-huh. so I am, uh, our city is one of only two cities in the world that's nestled between two lakes. So you, there's a South beach area and a North beach area. And they're just lined with hotels and parks and everything else. So they, the influx of folks come in starting, you know, last week of June, and then they leave by September long. But right. that, that whole time is just, which would be great if you were kid talk about kids going around town. Now, I'm not urging this for my daughter, but as she gets older, like, could you imagine being a young man in a city where you know that a whole new wave of people who have no <laughs> idea who you are for you to show around your town, you know, that how how cool that yes. would be. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is uh yes, every week a whole new crop of of uh of visitors yes. to entertain. potential friends. Potential friends <laughs> as it were. Yeah. Yes. That's how you get one of those lifeguard jobs or whatever you got to do whatever you got to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a that sounds amazing. When can I book my my time with you for next year? Can I do when when does the when does the booking start? Come on up. Yeah, it's <laughs> it it really it's just a turnstile. They, they they're coming and they're going, and so if if you can find a bed, we'll make it work. <laughs> just, 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 just camp in the backyard. Well, it's funny. Like even our the the population changes so much that I mean our our ratio of hotels to people in town is insane, but the hotels are only full through the summer so then they do those september to june like um 
leases. So it's like a 10 month lease at real cheap. So you can actually live in a hotel for 10 months a year. Oh, or like then, they, we, then they kick you out and then yeah, and for then, two months and then yeah. you, you can come back in. Like we had, we had friends that rented a house on the lake. I mean, it's, it's like a $2 million property that they were renting for say 1500 bucks a month. But every June they had to go find another rental place for two months and then they go back to it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, seems like a pretty good deal. Yeah, no, it was great. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Um, are you guys doing the forest fire thing? Up there? Oh, we actually our smoke just cleared yesterday, but otherwise cool. it looked it looked like an apocalyptic nightmare here for the last couple of weeks. So we have in this valley three major fires that are burning right now. Nothing mm. that's threatening us. They're kind of going more into the wilderness, but yeah, it's 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 been one of our worst years for sure. Yeah, last year well, you had a, you had you had close fires last year, didn't you? But last year my parents got evacuated or put on evacuation alert, I should say. Like it was, you could see the fire coming over the crest of the mountain from their place. <laughs> you know, they had firemen up there and putting sprinklers on their roof and you know, uh, digging fire lines and everything. It was yeah, it was pretty scary. That was that's some serious business. Yeah, yes. I mean, we've been lucky with the smoke. The smoke has sort of been missing us um, this year, but. Uh, but you never can really tell, right? It's um, it's uh, it's just kind of one of those things now, right? Because every year we get we're it's just you know we had the super heat, you, we had the superheater. You also had the superheater, right? Oh, we had the heat dome, my friend. Oh yeah, you were part <laughs> of the heat dome. <laughs> yeah, it was it was forty five, forty six degrees for like a That's week. That's ridiculous. Straight. That's like yeah. Doha. It's like Doha Cutter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, we were we. Yeah, we have we have like 112, 113. So hey, that's a metric uh, metric imperial. Uh, yeah, I'm fluent. I'm fluent. Anyway, the uh, it was yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah, it was. Um, but you know, I guess we survived. And I just let my grass die this year. I was like, you gonna water the lawn? I'm like, no. no. <laughs> well, we're on water rations. We can only do it all certain days. Our lake has never been lower because of it. Oh yeah, can you tell yeah. when you go out there? Can you like look at it and go, whoa, it's low. Yeah, actually, again, I was at the beach today with some family, and they have one of those, it's called the Wibbit, but it's basically like those inflatable play places that they put out on the lake, and okay. typically, you got to swim for like a minute before you get out to it. Uh-huh. Now, it's like 10 feet from shore. <laughs> <laughs> we like to consider it more beach. It's not yes. less water. water. It's more beach. <laughs> well, good. I hope everyone's enjoying their summer, um, and... Um, Part of summer is the Olympics. So let's go to segment number two. So here in segment number two, um, we're going to talk about the Olympics. Now, I like the Olympics. Okay. And again, it's, you know, there are a bunch of sports that you don't give a rip about until they become Olympic sports. I mean, that's really what it's, for me, it's like swimming, track and field. Like, you know, they put these other sports in there, like golf. Like, I watch golf every week. I'm not going to watch, I'm not watching Olympic golf. I'm just not going to do it. Like tennis, Olympic tennis, forget it. I'm not watching Olympic tennis. First of all, I can barely deal with like major tennis, (laughs) right? I barely can watch the, you know, the four big tournaments per year. Like I'm going to watch, I'm not going to watch Olympic tennis. I mean, these things just go away. Um, But I do like to watch some of the goofier sports. You like, so you haven't, you're not, you don't follow it very closely, but have you been, but since I mentioned it to you the other day, you said you've been feverishly watching some, <laughs> some Olympics. So my wife is a huge Olympics fan, and okay, she has been watching religiously. And I, you know, I'm in and out of the room. I'll sit down for a minute and sort of, you know, 
oh, that's interesting. How the Canadians do, you know, that kind of thing. Right. But like as a as a Canadian, I love the Winter Olympics. I'm all sure. about the Winter Olympics. It never leaves the television. I love them. The Summer Olympics. I've never been that big of a fan. But this year, I'm even have been less interested. I don't know if it's the COVID issues, the lack of fans. I, I can't put my finger on it, but I've just I have been. This is the least interested I've been in the Olympics since maybe I was in my 20s and I was busy going out and, you know, there, I had other things to do. Right. Tokyo is getting like a raw deal on this, though. I mean, first of all, every city who hosts the Olympics gets raked over the coals by the IOC. Yeah. They're like, they're like, they're, they're the mafia, right? They come into your town and they hose you over. They make you build a bunch of crap that you'll never use again. And of course, the Japanese built these beautiful places for people to enjoy these sports, and nobody's there, and yep. it just sucks. I, it's, it's heartbreaking. What so, do you think of the idea of having the like three or four or five preset places, and they just rotate? Would that be a better way to do it? I part of me thinks so. You know, I mean, you just have like this rotation of places that has that have the capacity, right? You have to check all the boxes. Like Tokyo is a perfect place to have it, really. Sure. Like mass transit's good. You know, it's international city. It's it's exotic and fun from a from a from an outsider's perspective. Like he's like, oh wow, Tokyo's really cool. Um, and they've got all the you know, if they've got all the facilities and it's great. And but there's there are times where you know they host it in some place where. They have to build a bunch of stuff from scratch. Like, remember the Winter Olympics in Russia? Oh yeah, where they where they built like they slapdash like all those buildings together. I think them, <laughs> they probably fell over like two weeks later after the Olympics were over. The places just fell down on their own. Like they well, didn't have to. Have you seen any of those photos from Sarajevo? Oh my god! Like it, I mean, talk about like the the day after everybody left, nobody went back again. I mean, it's it almost looks like a horror film. Right. It's just a, yeah, it's like the earth reclaiming all these buildings. They yeah. don't even, they just walked away from them and just let them crumble. Yeah. Yeah. And, you, and so it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it is heartbreaking for Tokyo because it's a really cool city. And, um, but, uh, but, um, you know, I mean, there's some other things I need to sort of point out. I think that in the equestrian events, the horses should get the medals. Right. Like, because you didn't I do anything. I shouldn't know who the rider's name is. I want to know what the horse's name. And the horse should get the medal. Because the horse is doing all the jumping and all the trotting around and everything. And not only is it doing that, it's got to carry some asshole on its back. <laughs> some rich some rich asshole <laughs> on their back. I had this same thing because we have an equestrian team at my daughter's high school. And I know, okay. and I know one of the moms whose daughter rides equestrian. I said, does the, does the horse get a letter of our city letter because the horse should get one. She goes, no, it gets a carrot. And I said, well, that's some bullshit. <laughs> that, horse, that horse, that horse deserves more. It deserves more. But the, uh, but um, you have any, um, I like the shooting stuff. I like the, I like the archery. Yes. That's impressive. Because like, archery makes me want to go out and buy one of those $35,000 bows and like try to shoot stuff with it. Like, have you, you seen the ones they use? Oh, yeah. So it's the, funny. Like, actually, my triple. wife just told a story about her friend in high school threw a party. Long story short, it got out of hand. She got in trouble for it. But the thing that she was most frightened of and got in the most trouble for is her father was a competitive archer and had one of those compound oh, no. bows and it got lifted from the party. 
So, you know, not only was he mad that they'd taken it and it was worth, I mean, those things are worth thousands of dollars. Sure. But, you know, yeah. there's some kid with a weapon running around town. <laughs> a super accurate weapon that they can yeah. fire from, fire from, you know, dozens of yards, yeah, you know, hundred yards away and like hit yeah. people with <laughs> my 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 absolute favorite, and I have not found coverage of it yet. But it's the modern pentathlon. Are you familiar with the modern pentathlon? No, I, I don't know what the modern means. <laughs> like modern I know what the word means. Well. I just I don't know right. what it means. It's in reference to the five sport. events like track and field. Like women's track and field has a pentathlon, or they have a heptathlon. Yes. Yeah. Seven events. Is that right. what hep means? Yeah. <laughs> my Greek is my yeah. Greek is poor. I only say I only say men, that with confidence because I looked it up two days ago. <laughs> okay. <laughs> men have decathlon. Women have heptathlon and track. But there's this thing called the modern pentathlon. Mm-hmm. And here's what you have to do in the modern pentathlon: it's fencing, swimming, equestrian show jumping, pistol shooting, and cross country running. <laughs> it's the James Bond of it. <laughs> You 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 have to shoot, sword fight, swim, ride a horse, and run. <laughs> while being chased? How, I don't know. <laughs> while they film you, while they while they play dun 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 dun. How cool is this? How would you like to be like the world's best modern pentathlete? That is so baller. That is that's where the action is, dude. Yeah. Well, I, I think my weakness would be the would be the horse riding. I'm I'm afraid to death yeah. of horses, but they don't really let three hundred pound dudes ride horses. No, usually. Right. That's so. That's definitely my. <laughs> they they're like, uh, sir, you can't ride the horse. But it just sounds like they they put all the events in a bag and they said whatever five we pull out first, that's what it's going to be. I tell you, they just they just took all the secret agents in the world, like all the CIA, <laughs> like all the like the like the KGB and the CIA and the and um and uh. MI6 and they took all the all if you've got a if you've got a high level like espionage department these are the guys you submit for your for your modern pentathlon team. <laughs> they all wear tuxes. <laughs> they all wear tuxedos and they don't give their real names. <laughs> it's it's like it's the best. It's like, "Oh, Joe Smith from the <laughs> from the United States one again." It's like, "Oh, really? Joe Smith, huh? We can't find any record of his uh, his existence." Well, he beat Jim He's Smith a- by 2.67. <laughs> He beat Alexei Smirnoff <laughs> by three points. I don't know. Anyway, I just I don't I can't find any good coverage of the modern pentathlon, which is which is maybe NBC's problem. Well, do you, we have through CBC we have the on demand? So th- there's this app, and you, like it's right through my on demand on my television. But I can go to any event, real time or previously happened, and I can watch it. There's like a, there's right. a, every single event and you can just scroll through and be like, I want to watch the men's 200 meter and away you go. Bang. You're in. Yeah. All so right. I don't know if you have anything like that, but that, that's where you might be able to catch it. I think we do, but I would be shocked <laughs> if we had, <laughs> if, if they can come up with, if they can come up with uh, modern pentathlon coverage, I'll be thrilled like crazy. You know what? All event, right. Sorry. Go ahead. Go for, no, for it. Uh, I was going to say, what, a, what event I've really appreciated um, uh, is watching the, the women's skateboarding. 
I was watching the the skate park event. So it's basically like those oversized uh, swimming pools with all the ramps and they do all the tricks. But uh-huh. These girls are like 12 to 15 years old. <laughs> they are incredibly young. They're incredibly good. And they have the best attitude towards the whole thing. And they're all cheering each other on. They're all hugging each other. It, it's, it's, it's just like a, a heartwarming hour of cool skateboarding tricks. <laughs> yeah, I, I watched them as well. And those, and they're like, Are these, the, the, the girls who won um, that first gold and silver, they're like 13 years old. Yeah. <laughs> what were you like, doing at 13? 13? <laughs> Not much more than I'm doing right now, to be quite <laughs> honest with you. I mean, it just just hanging out, chilling. Don't know. That's about it. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so I thought I'd give you since you've been since you've been boning. I thought I'd give you a little quiz okay. first of all. Um, let's see. Do you know where uh, Canada ranks in uh, number of uh, total medals? 16 currently, I believe. Which 16 puts currently. Us- Look at you. You did your yeah. <laughs> did some homework and that yeah, puts us it. 14th or 15th i think yeah, in the in the rankings 15th. but you are you are tr- you're trailing cuba it's not bad well <laughs> i the way i look at it is we're 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 14th and again we we excel more at the winter olympics but we're 39th in the world in population so you know there's we're doing we're punching above our weight i think i think you're doing great first of all <laughs> i mean cuz there's a number go cuz you you just want a gold tonight as it, we were recording. Oh. Track and field. Nice. The, the yeah. 200 meter, I know uh, Andre DeGrasse had won that one. Right. I loved his TV show. <laughs> <laughs> I like his cousin, Andre DeGrasse Tyson. No, it's <laughs> DeGrasse High. I watched all, I watched the punishment bunch of it. <laughs> I love his high school. <laughs> but um, he's not the only gold medalist. Do you know who the other any? Do you, can you name any of the other gold medalists and or any of the sports in which uh, in which uh, Canada gold medaled? Oh, my wife is going to kill me. Um... So currently, there's one, two. Three, I I know we got three bronzes in swimming, but I don't think Penny got a gold. Mm. She did become the most decorated Canadian athlete, though. I think she has seven total medals, but no, I, I sadly do not know what the other gold medals are in. All right, so you you uh, gold medaled in weightlifting, women's sixty four kilogram. Okay, which I'm surprised that any women participate in that when they tell you how much they weigh. <laughs> they they generally don't want they generally don't want to advertise that kind of stuff, <laughs> but but you know for weightlifting we're we're okay with it. Um, Margaret McNeil in the women's 100 meter butterfly. Okay, so she won, good. She won a gold. And Canada, the, row, the women's eight. Right, the rowing. I, that's the one I should the have rowing. Been. The um, I always so I watched a, a rowing segment where they show like there's eight, you know, the the eights, and of course they just smoke. I mean, there's, these are like it's an amazing ballet of rowing that goes on. Right. And then I turned away from a while and I came back later on. And then you get to the singles. And I thought to myself, oh, God, what's br- how brutal is singles? I feel like I feel like at least you're rowing with a bunch. I mean, it, all rowing is brutal, yeah. first of all. That's, that's a lot of upper body work. Have you seen the singles where they're on one knee and they're just... Canoe. Pl- yeah. Canoeing. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like, what is that? What is that? 
I would fall out of that boat so fast. I would lean forward once, I'd pull, and I'd be in the water. I'd be in my, on my face in the water. As a middle-aged man, I'm just watching them going, my knee would get sore. <laughs> I couldn't stay in that position, let alone row my hardest for more than two minutes. Yeah. You're going to get like a giant quad. Like you're like, hey, here's an idea. Why don't you row in this lunge position <laughs> for 2,000 meters? It's like, uh, no? What? Also very yeah, confusing yeah. is the whole kayak versus canoe. So we're looking at it and it said canoeing event. I'm like, that's not a canoe. That's a kayak. So we look it up and we find that canoe and kayak mean the same thing. You can call a kayak a canoe and a canoe a kayak in, in the world, except in Canada, because what we call a canoe in the rest of the world is known as a Canadian. So our canoe is like, think of the typical wide open, you know, person at the front, person uh-huh. at the back, going fishing, canoe, yeah. you know, that's a canoe. Yeah. But apparently a yeah. canoe and a kayak are, are the same thing to the rest of the Eastern world. And, and then a, a canoe, as we would call it, is known as a Canadian. <laughs> really? Yeah. I had no idea. <laughs> Neither did I until yesterday. Right. The, uh, that's like, uh, you end up with, with a giant quad. And, and if you're in a canoe, which also, if you're a fencer, apparently, uh, fencers end up with a giant quad. Right, because they're in they, that lunge they, position. Yes, they're always doing it. So, like, their left leg or is or whatever your front leg is, is twice the size of your left leg. You get, like, you get... You get weird leg action, which would be, which would be kind of a, I bet it, those asymmetrical things probably screw you up later in life. You're probably like, I would oh, have to shit, think so. I, it's like, I, I was a competitive canoe racer and now my back's all jacked up because my <laughs> left leg is 1000 times stronger than my right leg. I have sciatic on my right side because I lean that way. And yeah. <laughs> right? like, you think they get out and walk. They always list. Yeah. They list one way. They can't like, it's like, hey, 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 come on. Now. You're, you're just, I, I, I lean to the right. I just kind of, when I walk, I kind of just, I can't, I can't, I can't walk straight because of, you know, because of that. You have to walk well, like a sailor. I tack, I have to tack a certain way. <laughs> <laughs> aim to the left as you walk and then <laughs> sort of like play the break yeah <laughs> yeah exactly well you did great on your uh your your, your wife's not going to yell at you for for that that's a that's, that's a fine thing well uh, and before we leave the olympics so the last thing i wanted to mention was uh the canadian women's soccer team beating your your local gal which which to be fair we didn't beat you we just won that it was an unfortunate <laughs> series of events, but apparently I have learned that there is a big rivalry between the two since about 2012. Now you have yes. beat us handily in almost every game, but Megan got herself into a little bit of hot water with our country after the game with some uh, remarks that she made. Which- uh, there's a shocker. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I have a ton of respect for Megan Rapino as a player, but she does like, to, I mean, sometimes she just, talks and is not thinking like let's just let's just be let's just be court let's just let's just like let's just chill out with regard to you know social stuff go ahead go go buck wild like say all the things you need to say but inside the game inside like when we're promoting our sport and you know let's let's just you know let's just let's just take a chill I didn't hold it against her. I mean, all she said was, obviously, we never want to lose to Canada. I don't think I've ever lost to Canada, which is true. So it's a bitter okay. one. <laughs> I, I get where she's coming from. I'm I'm not one of the offended Canadians by this. Um, of course. Of course. If I was a Canadian, I'd be like, yeah, in your face. It's how we face. feel when we lose to you to hockey. 
It's oh, the same. Yeah. It's the same thing. <laughs> we love to let you know about that too. So yeah. <laughs> that seems that seems that only seems fair. All right. All I want to know. Jump before, in is, sorry. All I want to know before we leave it though is if if Canada wins gold on Friday, do we get our own movie? Is there a, a miracle on the pitch coming? <laughs> Hollywood better come knocking. That's that's just for you, Matt, when you're listening. <laughs> yes, there'll be a fever pitch version of Canadian women's soccer. <laughs> <laughs> I would write that movie for them. <laughs> All right. Segment number three. All right. We'll tell you, we'll, uh, we'll swerve off out of, uh, out of sports and we'll talk a little bit about uh, movies. Now, of course, um, I've got so many movies to catch up on I, that I want to watch, that I need to watch. I, I don't want to go to the movie theater any and but I do want to go to the movie theater. <laughs> I just I'm not I'm still not ready. I'm still not quite ready to go. I don't know I don't know if that I don't know if that's about. Would if you if there's a movie that you wanted to see like really badly. Like if Dune came out, if Dune came out in 2 weeks, would you go to the theater to see Dune? I I might because I I did go to the theater this week for the first time in 2 years. You did. I did. You did. What what, went, what brought you out to the theater? I don't want to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta tell me now. You gotta, you gotta fess up now. Well, okay. So, uh, like I said, a lot of family in town, a lot of young kids, sure. the cousins. So my sister okay. and I took all the kids out to see Space Jam. The, the, oh, Space the Jam. Newest. Yeah. Now, okay. uh, if I'm being completely upfront, I never saw the first one. I have an idea right. what it's about. Why would I, you? I imagine it's much yeah. like this one, just thirty years ago, or whatever. Sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, so. I thought it'd be okay-ish because it was it was like twelve fifteen matinee, so I'm thinking there's going to be nobody in there. I even buy my tickets eight ten hours before the show, so like late at night, I'm looking there. Nobody's purchased any tickets, so I'm thinking, you know, I th- I think this will be okay. So we go and we get there, and we're the only ones in the theater. I'm like, perfect, this is going to be good. And then about just as the lights are coming down, there's like one group. Then another group, then oh, another no. group, and I, I could feel myself starting to tense up, and I, I, I don't know <laughs> if I would want to put myself back through that again. So that's what it, I mean. If it was if it was your own private showing, life would have been fine. That's right. Did it fill up to the point where there were like people directly in front of you or behind you? There were people directly behind us, but only a couple. But there was nobody beside us and nobody directly in front of us. So I felt pretty good. Um, I'm vaccinated. I think, beh- I think it's I think it's the people behind yeah. me, like that would bug me. I think if people were sitting in front of me, I'd be much more okay with that because the first sneeze or cough that comes from behind me is gonna like gonna like set me off. Yeah, right. And and my wife was pretty upset with me because I I took a I took a picture of us in the row for you know as a keepsake, and the first thing that she said is, "There's people behind you. Why didn't you move?" <laughs> And she was right. Or put on a mask. Did you wear a mask? Oh, yeah, uh, masks there, uh, in and out, but not in the seat. Okay. For the yeah. I think I would. I think I would probably wear it during the movie. I don't know. I'm. There's something coming out soon that I think I wanted to see, but uh, like Suicide Squad. I want to see Suicide Squad. Oh, that's fair. And and uh, I was thinking, ah, do I just go, <laughs> 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 or do I wait till it just? Or do I wait? a month and it'll show up on some sort of streaming thing and I'll just pay for it or do something or whatever. Right. I know. Anyway, that being said, and I definitely want to see Dune. Yes. Uh, but that, that's not till October. I'm going to have some time to think about that. 
We'll see that. We'll see what but, the numbers do. Where 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 we're at come October. <laughs> We will have to figure it out. Okay, but uh, there's a funny meme that is always uh, that always that comes around every now and again. It is: Can you describe uh, a movie as boring as possible? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I was. There's a lot of things like people get. Um, you know, people get. Uh, you know pretty creative around this and i and i think that it's i think it's a fun it's it's always a fun thing to try to imagine the things that you like in the most boring way possible right right so so people don't so when you tell people about them they don't do them right (laughs) or they don't go there i should have done this exercise before i went to my movie this week so hopefully less people would have shown up (laughs) right exactly Exactly. I thought you were going to say you went to see Jungle Cruise or something. I thought that that seems like a, uh, um, uh, you know, a good. Seems like a good kiddie movie. Well, it's funny you say that because they had a preview to it in front of that movie, and and my little one looks over and goes, "Why don't we see that one?" <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> All right, I'll kick us off here. Okay. Um, a a group of friends take some jewelry to a volcano. Is that is that Indiana Jones? No. What would that be? Oh man. People you got me on that one. Yell at you. It's uh it's um it's Lord of the Rings. Of course. <laughs> Jesus. I was thinking necklaces and yeah, okay, of course. Which always brings up the thing. If they can if they can send the eagles to pick them up from the volcano, why can't they just send the eagles to drop the, the ring off of the volcano? Everybody's, everybody's like, why don't they just do that? It's like, well that's a shitty story, kids. Don't 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 uh, don't um don't look too uh you know don't think too much about it. Yeah. You ruin you ruin your uh uh, a dude gets a rug. The Big Lebowski. <laughs> I, I guess that the dude gets his rug stolen. I guess. <laughs> kind of more, more so. I. It also could be Aladdin. Oh, okay, yeah. And every time I, every time I have to talk about Aladdin, Aladdin, as I should call it, because right. that's his name. But no one wants to call it Aladdin. It sounds terrible. Not in America. You don't want to call it Aladdin. Yeah. Go to go to the Middle East and look for a guy named Aladdin. You're not gonna find any. But if you knock on the door and say, Is Aladdin here? Oh yeah. Aladdin. He's, he lives right next door. The, uh, there's no Aladdin there. But just like like your favorite like I always tell you, you know, regardless of what you say, your favorite Star Wars character is the Millennium Falcon, right? Right. I don't care what you say to my face. I don't care what you say to my face about Aladdin, but the magic carpet is the, like, everyone's dead 20 times over, if not for the magic carpet. He is your, absolutely your favorite character in that whole movie. 100%. He does everything. He does everything. He saves him from the Cave of Wonders. He, you know, he flies him around. He gets him a date. Like, if not for a date, you, they don't sing the song. That's right. If not for magic carpet. Nobody made it with the girl without a hot ride. That's that's just a fact. <laughs> right. Right. You know, Jafar launches him into the frozen tundra and who comes to get him? Mm-hmm. Magic carpet. It's it's the horse of the movie. <laughs> He's not even the horse. He's like the hero. He's the hero of that movie. Let's see, uh, let's see. Um a bunch of teenagers get sent to detention. Breakfast Club. Of course. A classic. Have you watched that in the last like just bits. When's the last time maybe you've, have you Ooh. watched it? 
I would say six or seven years ago. I've been debating showing it to my oldest. Uh, maybe I should wait a couple more years. I just find with John Hughes movies in general, though, because I did watch, I think, Pretty in Pink not that long ago, or maybe it was 16 uh-huh. Candles, sorry. And and they're just rife with, with problems. <laughs> they, you couldn't are, make those okay. movies today. Not, not even remotely. No. So the funny thing about those is when we were kids, like when I was a kid and I saw 16 Candles, I was just below the age of those kids. I was probably a junior high kid and that's what high school that's what high schoolers look like to me. Okay. <laughs> they look 25. <laughs> right? So when 25-year-olds play teenagers, like when you're when you're when you're 12 or 30, when you're 12 or 13, you're like, "Oh yeah, that's what that's what they look. That's what teenage, that's what the high school kids look like." And then when you're 50 and you watch those movies, you're just like, oh God, I cannot take it. I, stop, stop whining. I can't deal with your, like, I tried to watch Reality Bites okay. like maybe a year ago and I couldn't, I couldn't get through it even remotely. I was like, this is the worst. These kids should just shut up. I just want to choke all of them. It's like, grow up, stupid kids. I couldn't agree more. My my wife and and daughter have been watching Dawson's Creek together. They'll watch a few episodes <laughs> a night, and it's the same thing. I'm like, Dawson is the whiniest bitch I have ever heard. It's it's awful. Yeah, and I wasn't even a teenager when I watched that show, and I liked it. But no, it, like, yeah. But through the through the yeah through the uh, through the passage of time, you look back at those teenagers. Like, like in Sixteen Candles, like. Does the does so Farmer Ted has sex with the high school senior girl? Yeah, he does, right? Yeah, like, he and does. she doesn't remember. She doesn't remember. <laughs> so it's like, what happened? In, what uh, did he did he have sex with an unconscious girl in the back of this car? And, and did we and laugh did, at that? And did, did we think that was the coolest thing that ever happened? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I've got a chance. Like it's oh, wrong on so oh, many levels. Ow. Oh, ouch. It's so, it's, yes. John Hughes movies are perhaps left, maybe left to the past. Yes. Maybe they just, maybe they should just live in our memory and we should (laughs) not share them with the current generation of teenagers. That's really, uh, that's not, uh, yeah, um, uh, (laughs) it's troublesome at best. At best, at best. (laughs) Right. Uh, Let's see. Um White girl comes to America from Africa and has trouble fitting in. Dora the Explorer. <laughs> She's from Africa. Isn't she out in the jungle with her friend, with her parents? I mean, it's almost Mean Girls, right? Which I think is the movie you're talking about. It is Mean Girls, I believe. <laughs> which of course is the uh, is the um, is the uh, it's like you know. Two guys from Africa come to America and have trouble fitting in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just, two different movies, yes. similar setups. The uh, you know, you can never you never you can never tell. Did you watch did you watch Coming to America 2? Yes, I did. Did you like it? I didn't you know, I don't have the guts to watch it. I love Coming to America so much that I have been avoiding Coming to America 2. Even though I want to see it, I don't want to be like Oh, jeez. Come it, on. Definitely not as funny as the first, or at least as funny as I remember seeing the first. I haven't seen Coming to America in a long time. And really, mm-hmm. I would say Coming to America, it, 80% of the laughs are all on callbacks. Like, so it's, they just reworked the same scenarios with just with, with the son or daughter instead of him. Or do you know what I mean? Like, it's just all right. the setups are the same. It's, it's basically the same film, just rewritten. 
That's that's what you're. So if you love the first, I don't think you'd be disappointed because it's you're watching the same film. Got it. Yeah. Yes. I and so I felt like it was kind of I was kind of excited. I I liked I I think I'd just rather watch the trailer. And, and sort of enjoy the callbacks that the trailer gives me, and then just walk away. I'm just amazed that Arsenio Hall doesn't age. He looked he looks the same in the 80s, in the 90s, in the 2000s. That guy, it's amazing. Actually, he might even look better. Interesting. What's the, and like he doesn't even do anything anymore. Like no. the, I mean, he must do behind the scenes stuff. Maybe he produces stuff or does other things. But for the most part, he's like, I made my money. I'm good. <laughs> just yeah. chill it. Apart from this film, think of anything that you've seen him in in the last 20 years. Like, can you think of... I can't. Any, no. Mm-mm. No, I can't think of anything. <laughs> All right. Businessmen take naps on a plane. <laughs> Businessmen. Oh, man. Um, I do not know this one. <laughs> uh, how about... It was so boring they fell asleep in their sleep twice. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, fa- uh no no i still don't have it i still don't have it L- leo dicaprio it's it's inception inception okay with with <laughs> with, with uh uh joseph gordon levitt's in it right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's, a, okay. it's an all-star cast yeah where they just keep falling asleep <laughs> i'm gonna take a nap inside of a nap inside of a nap <laughs> Man, okay, that was a that's a that's a Nolan that's a Nolan stretch piece, and I you know, and here's the other thing I didn't see Tenet. I tried I start I watched like the first twenty minutes of Tenet the other uh-huh. night, and I was like, I wasn't ready to engage my brain, okay. so I had to turn it off. I was like, because I knew kind of where it was headed. I was like, oh, this is gonna be this is gonna be a bender. Like I'm not gonna. I wasn't. It was a little late. It was maybe like nine thirty. I figured if I started it, it would end about midnight. And it's like, like an said, Olympic event. 20... Like you need to warm up. You need to be ready. <laughs> right. You need to be on top of your game. You need hi- you need to right. hydrate. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I need to watch something slightly more mindless than this. Yeah. What I, it was what it came down to. I was like, oh, hey, tenant. It was okay. I actually surfed into it. So I was like, oh, oh. it was perfect timing. Because I was like, because I, I don't think I was willing to turn it on. But I was like, okay, I'll just, it's on. It's just starting. I'll just watch it. And I was like, no, yeah. I gotta I, pass. I think Memento's still my favorite. Oh, Memento's great. Memento's like the, you know, out of the whole twist ending, out of all the twist ending kind of movies, yeah. like in that have been made that were made around that time. Like, it's it's at least it's at least as it's on that sixth sense level. Like after at, when it was over, you went whoa, right? <laughs> like it's like that is really great. What a great twist. I was down with it. I know there's a new M Night Shyamalan movie. I did see an ad for that. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you will. Am, am I ready for another twist ending from M Night? Not really sure. <laughs> Only if it's good. Hard to say. Hard to. It's, it's really. It's really difficult to say. What? What? You know. Can you? Can you get? Can you get down with? Yeah. That? Is it Lady in the Lake the bad no. or you know? Like I didn't mind the village. That one was okay, but I didn't mind the village. Uh, what was the one where Marky Mark? What's the Marky Mark one? Oh, um, the conjure, not the conjure. No, what is something? Anyway, yeah, the trees are killing us. Right. 
<laughs> and they yes. And they, by the way, spoiler alert: the trees are killing us in the Marky Mark M Night Shyamalan movie. Signs was pretty right. bad. Signs, signs. I have mixed feelings about signs, but I, I like it all the way up to the ending. I think the ending is kind of weak, but the rest of it's pretty good. Like the tension builds really nicely. Right, it's like a, a good Stephen King film or book in that way. It's always the build is always the best, <laughs> and and the end is always like it's a giant spider. What? It's <laughs> right? like what? What happened here? It's like I don't know. I don't get it. All right, um, that's about enough of that. Okay. But uh, you know, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to see some movies. I just I gotta just you know gotta bite the bullet and do it. No rush. All right. Well, yeah, no rush. All right. Well, you know what time this is. Now comes the part where we throw our heads back and laugh. Ready? Ready. Dad <laughs> jokes of the week. Woo. <laughs> Thank you. I'm today. I'm using Dad Joke app because. Um, to get some dad jokes this week. So here we go. All of my friends have such expansive bucket lists. Mine is just a little pale in comparison. <laughs> uh, I really wanted to watch Fast and the Furious, but the spoilers ruined it for me. Oh, I don't know about that one. <laughs> dad joke app. All right, here we go. I once had a conversation with a dolphin... We just clicked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. What happens when the Pope dies? Another Pope's up. <laughs> <laughs> that's funnier than it should be. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's, that's not a bad. Um, my doctor friend is addicted to hitting his patients on their knee to test their reflexes. He really gets a kick out of it. Mm-hmm. That's really, that's serious dad joke business. And here's the last one from dad joke app. I dared to ask my wife why she's buying white. Oh, I, sorry. I dared to ask my wife why she's buying a giant tub of whiteout. Big mistake. <laughs> All right. I like that. It's wow. Strong finish. Strong that, finish. That wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. Okay. <laughs> I, I right. got a couple here. Um, All right. Here we go. Okay. I tried to come up with a carpentry pun. That would work. I think I nailed it, but nobody saw it. <laughs> wow, it's a three for one. Yeah. It's a three for one. Try to pack them in there. All right, and and my my last one. Thank goodness. Um, I tried suing an airport because I lost my luggage. Lawyers kept saying I already lost my case. <laughs> I think I told this one before, but I I, I didn't mark it as. Anyway, I thought I told this one. I better mark that one. All right, this is one. You know the Winter Soldier just loves that singing lobster from The Little Mermaid. You could say he's a Sebastian Stan. <laughs> <laughs> you like that one? I do. All right, here's one. All right, here's another one. Here's this. Um, this is another one I discovered on my own. I'm sure someone's told it. Um, I'd like to share the benefits of eating dried grapes. Yeah, it's raising awareness. <laughs> Oh, the puns. So many puns. Uh, there's so many puns and everyone's made them all. And like some days you stumble across them and you write them down and you say, yay, I've discovered one. <laughs> like I said, no one ever writes dad jokes. If somebody ever tells you, I wrote this dad joke, they're lying. That's right. They're lying. They're lying. Someone's already told this joke. You just... Don't know it. Discovered it. You just discovered it. All right. 
Overtime. Overtime. So in the overtime today, it was announced that recording star Rihanna mm-hmm. is officially a Forbes billionaire. Oh wow. I don't know how I don't know how she made a billion dollars. I know three of her songs, <laughs> but that's just me. But I understand she's a star of, you know, of she's a celebrity of probably broad investment. I don't know where she's making her money, but but she did make the uh, Forbes billionaire billionaire list, which is uh which is quite a thing and surprising. I don't know why. I'm just surprised by. It. What how do you feel about the news of Rihanna? Well, being a billionaire? I I know she didn't make it from album sales. We, we can start right there. Because <laughs> those don't exist. And I would imagine that she's in the hundreds of millions of downloads because she's kind of a... Would you, would you agree that she was an artist that really hit her stride as the streaming era was taking off? You know, like with your Spotify's. And, yeah. Right? So, I, I, so there mm-hmm. might be some there. But I think she does like fashion lines and like you said, other investments. I, I don't think that she's made all that money just from touring and definitely not from her music necessarily. But I, I think she took what good money she made through it and just made some smart decisions with some smart people. Yeah. And if someone, and if someone told me that Rihanna would make the billionaire list before Taylor Swift did, I'd have, I'd have told you you were crazy. She's not but a billionaire. I don't know. I don't, I don't think, Taylor Swift registers as a billionaire. Interesting. Okay. I don't know. She's got to be close. She's she has to be like really close. Really. And hasn't Rihanna done film work and voiceover and all that stuff too? Sure. I love Battleship as much as anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I watch that movie. It's like my son's favorite movie. Every time Battleship's on, it's like, damn, what we're watching some Battleship. You better believe it. You like you some. Bring it on. Or, or that animated one she did, Home, where she she's the girl and like the, the guy from. Uh, Oh, what is that? Oh, Big Bang Big Theory. Big Bang Theory. Jim Parsons is is the yeah. alien. Uh-huh. That, one. that that one seems right. to always no. be on my television. Like the kids come across it and it sits on the TV. No, I don't know. God bless her. Yep. Good for you, Rihanna, for being a billionaire. Hey, you're 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 doing about a billion more than I am. So that's <laughs> <laughs> so bless you. you you've done great. Yeah. Um. And just to, just to just to just to swing back into music since it's one of the things you love the most. Yes. Anything, any recommendations you'd like to give our listeners? Anything that you've listened to, you know, new, old, or otherwise? Just whatever, whatever's in your ears currently. See, I'm the worst for this. Where, where I'm good is if you tell me what you like, then maybe I could think of something else. Because what happens to me uh-huh. is for the show, is um, you know, Matt will bring a, a group, and maybe I don't know that group, so then I'll start digging into it. And then I'll see that one of their influences, like Frank Zappa. And I go, I know nothing about Frank Zappa. I know that's a big name. And then I'll spend the next 48 hours just watching every interview and looking up books he's done, documentaries, whatever. And then completely immerse myself in it. And then I'm done. Then never to come back yeah. again. Listen, listening to Zappa will make you insane. Oh, it's yeah. It's, there's there's no there's no question about it. I mean, if you try, I had a bunch of college buddies who were into Zappa, and we'd be sitting around. Zappa, what are we? What is this? Why are we listening to this? Why are we pretending? It's like I understand. Like this? Right, right. It's like I understand why it's brilliant, but let's. It's like listening to math. I'm like, I just, no, I'm out. Sorry. <laughs> This is not my. This is not my thing. I understand the people who play Zappa are absolutely the best in the world at what they do, but it's just not my deal. Yeah, and then apart from that, you know, I'm I'm listening. I'm finding myself listening to things I shouldn't be. And when I say that, I I I mean like 
knowing where my tastes are at, you'd be like, why? And my age, why are you listening to this? Like there's this skate punk band from California called Fiddler. And they, they released an album in 2019 that I missed the first go round, but it's been in heavy rotation. There's a, a Canadian group, an all, all female group called the beaches that I just, again, as a middle-aged man, there is no reason why I should be into <laughs> anything these girls do, but it's just, it's damn good. And they just put out another EP and that's been in heavy rotation. Love the, love me some beaches. Great. Good. I mean, it catches your eye. Yeah. Right? It catches your ear. I mean, and just like, you just listen to it. I'm the same way. I, I, you know, when I find something that I, that, that catches my ear, I don't really care who it is or where it's from. Yeah. Right. I just, you know, I like to listen to it. Currently, I'm preparing for a large um, set of the world's. I've had, you know, it's been a big summer for the world's okayest drummer, who is me. I saw that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you got a big show yeah. coming up. Played in played in Sacramento with the Copper Kings. Did a did a sort of a friends and family show down nice. there. Um, it was great. I mean, it was like two days of boot camp for probably seventeen or eighteen songs. Yeah, and and it was fun. It was good to play, and uh, and then I'm gonna play with my high school band. We're playing the basements, going back to Carlinville, Illinois, to play um, class of '90s thirtieth reunion. Like a couple of guys in our band are class of 1990, so they had to put it off a year, obviously for COVID. But we're going this year um, to play. That is like a forty song commitment, which is. Ooh. Which is which is tougher on the other guys, but you know what's really tough is on the singing. I bet, like, because I'm gonna have to sing. I probably have to sing probably 28 of those songs. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's yeah, singing drummer. Hey, singing drummer. <laughs> but um, but it's just sort of trying to get through two days of boot camp, and then playing a show like Thursday, Friday boot camp, and then play the show, and then have something like left in the tank. So you have to really kind of pace yourself. So how do you find the, the skills of, are? You know, o- over time, like kit is is you know apart from learning the songs, do you find that it's just it's it, you know it's old hat? You're just right back into it, or it's pr- it's pretty it's pretty easy for me. I mean, I've been working through it quite a bit. You know, there's just first there's all the song list. I mean, basically we're playing songs you've you've we've heard a okay. million times, which always helps. It's basically hair metal covers because <laughs> <laughs> that's what we played when we were when we were in high school. We just played we played hair metal covers. So and and. uh it's really the hands and wrists for me, you know. It's it's one of those deals where everything that I've done in my life is really hard on my hands and wrists, and I'm like mildly arthritic now. So playing video games and playing golf and playing drums all the time is not great for <laughs> if you have if you have mildly arthritic hands, and those are the things you love to do. Well, welcome to well, welcome to hell. Really, it's <laughs> it's, not, it's just like it's not the skills; it, it's the endurance. It it's just the it's just basically the pay it's just the price I'm gonna have to pay when it's okay. over is essentially what the deal is. It's like, honey, can you open these ketchup bottles for me? <laughs> because I mean, I will be I will not be opening jars or ketchup bottles or anything for like a, a week and a half from from the time that like op- like opening the door. Right. Like you know, could someone open the door for me? I can't turn the door knob. Well, think back to because my hands are fucked. Think up. back to twenty one year old you. Did you ever think that there'd be a point in your drumming career where you like? Yeah, no, I, I I just spent the last couple of weeks drumming. I'm I'm gonna need a couple of weeks off here. <laughs> right, just jam my hands in ice like for a, a week while they while my my hands and my hands and wrists sort of like work themselves out. But it wasn't too bad. I mean, so it was nice to get sort of a glimpse into you know being pl- playing earlier or playing 
late last month. Um, it went okay. Okay. You know, there's there's lots of <laughs> there's lots of there's lots of uh, so my buddy he's like oh, I have this great anti-inflammatory cream. He's like, and he brings and he's like okay great. It's like okay yeah okay bring bring some out. He's like yeah it's it was called Penetrex. I'm like I'm like I'm like he hands me this jar. Of pe- I'm like dude I don't know what's going on in your life but do not hand never hand me a jar of Penetrex. He's like, no, dude, it's great. You'll like it. I'm like, whatever you and your wife have going on, like, I don't need to get into the Penetrex. But he finally convinced me after saying that that, that brand name a thousand times and me laughing, just crying. He's like, it's the worst name product, but it was very effective. And so, so I took a picture of it. And I sent it to my wife. I was like, hey, my buddy Phil introduced me to this. It really works. <laughs> It's really great. I'll buy some and bring some home. It's like, oh my god! What what a what a anyway. pre-show ritual change, right? From 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 beers and girls to uh, to ointment for your joints, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. It's like I need some uh, I need some ibuprofen and like, and a nap, some uh, and a nap, <laughs> and a yeah, exactly a mountain a diet Mountain Dew. And uh, and uh, we're off and running, but uh, I'm looking forward to that, and uh, I'm sure I'm sure there'll be fun stories. If you want to hear fun stories about poison covers, come back around just after Labor Day, and I'll have plenty of them for I'll you. I'll be there. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I think that's it for us tonight. Thank you, Chris, for coming. I appreciate it. It was always fun talking you're, to you. You're welcome. Myself. Thank you for letting me invite yourself, invite myself on your show. <laughs> <laughs> Next time we need guests, hey, if you're following us on Twitter, the first person to hit the button gets to come on the show. That's that's the rule now. <laughs> and anyway, thanks for listening to the Two on Three podcast, where we try to make the bad feelings feel a little bit better. Join us next time for some pop culture, life strategies, and existentialism. And until then, peace. peace.